0: May 2nd. As we look into the New Testament, our reading will come from the book of John. And here we'll be looking at Jesus. Just take a look at him. He's joyous. A Jewish wedding is a very joyful, happy event. And Jesus was very much at home there with his friends. He was a man of sorrows, of course. But he also experienced great joy. And he can share the joys and sorrows of our lives. The joy the world offers will eventually fail, but the joy he supplies goes on forever. And as we continue looking at Jesus, we'll see that he is victorious. The Jews repeatedly asked him for a sign and then rejected the evidence he provided. Well, his resurrection was the greatest proof of his deity, but the Jews did not understand what he was talking about. They would destroy the temple by crucifying him, but he would triumph over them in his resurrection. And with that, let's begin today's reading from the New Testament. May 2nd, John chapter 2, verses 1 through 25. The next day, Jesus' mother was a guest at a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities. So Jesus' mother spoke to him about the problem. They have no more wine, she told him. How does that concern you and me, Jesus asked. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Six stone water pots were standing there, They were used for Jewish ceremonial purposes and held twenty to thirty gallons each. Jesus told the servants, Fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled to the brim, he said, Dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So they followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. Usually a host serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone is full and doesn't care, he brings out the less expensive wines. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was Jesus' first display of his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After the wedding, he went to Capernaum for a few days with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples. It was time for the annual Passover celebration, and Jesus went to Jerusalem. In the temple area, he saw merchants selling cattle, sheep, and doves for sacrifices, and he saw money changers behind their counters. Jesus made a whip from some ropes and chased them all out of the temple. He drove out the sheep and oxen, scattered the money changers' coins over the floor, and turned over their tables. Then, going over to the people who sold doves, he told them, Get these things out of here. Don't turn my father's house into a marketplace. Then his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scriptures. Passion for God's house burns within me. What right do you have to do these things? The Jewish leaders demanded. If you have this authority from God, show us a miraculous sign to prove it. All right, Jesus replied. "'Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up.' "'What?' they exclaimed. "'It took forty-six years to build this temple, "'and you can do it in three days?' "'But by this temple Jesus meant his body. "'After he was raised from the dead, "'the disciples remembered that he had said this, "'and they believed both Jesus and the Scriptures. "'Because of the miraculous signs he did in Jerusalem,' At the Passover celebration, many people were convinced that He was indeed the Messiah. But Jesus didn't trust them, because He knew what people were really like. No one needed to tell Him about human nature. Today we're reading Psalm 103, verses 1-22. through And here in this psalm we'll see David makes no requests. All he does is praise the Lord for three wonderful, outstanding blessings, which he names in the verses we'll read, and then explains in the rest of the psalm. Uh, He is praising God for forgiveness. Forgiveness is like healing when you're sick, relief when you're burdened. And then uh, he also praises God for redemption. God redeemed the nation from bondage and from difficulties they faced on their journey to Canaan. And he praises them also for satisfaction. Man is frail and temporary, but believers enjoy eternal youth and spiritual renewal. David compares it to the eagle that looks old but still soars upward with new strength. Don't forget, you belong to the king who rules over everything. You're his. The angels praise him, so why not join in their worship?
1: at the template for you. You exist for God. God does not exist for you. He's God. You're not. Get over it. He created you for himself. Once you miss that, life will always go in the wrong direction. Always. Always. Most people spend their lives trying to get God to endorse what they want. He'll never do it. Because that's not why he made you. You will only discover who you are and why you're here when you make the fundamental decision to exist for me. We've discovered you're here on purpose. You're not a mistake. You're not an accident. And all the things, good, bad, and ugly, God is prepared to use to accomplish his will in you once you decide you exist for me. The question I want to raise this morning is, are you in fact living for the right? I would dare say most of us, many of us, maybe some of us, are not. The emptiness that never goes away, the aimlessness and meandering that continues to dominate, a perfect indicator. We're not on task. We've not yet discerned to live, to live, to live for the right purpose. We've all watched a space shuttle lift off from planet Earth to go into outer space, into the heavens. It sits there on the launch pad, ready to move into a whole other realm that space shuttle is going absolutely nowhere until fire has been ignited. a blazing fire that takes it from the gravitational pull of Earth and delivers it to the glory of the heavens. No fire, no lift up. No igniting, no destiny. The countdown begins by the time they hit zero and the boosters are ignited, it's ready to take off in the outer space. Many of us have been earthbound too long. No matter how much we desire to lift off, to accomplish our mission, we don't seem to be able to get off the ground. What's keeping us from getting off the ground? and getting to the mission. The countdown is taking place. We're getting getting in the way? What keeps getting in the way? What keeps getting in the way? What's keeping us? What's, What's keeping us? What's up? keeping us? Earthbound too long. Earthbound. Earthbound you're hurt bound too, too long if you are a Christian that means you have been elected for a reason Satan's been getting you distracted from God's purpose God's Purpose God's Purpose God's Purpose God's Purpose God's Purpose
0: Psalm 103, verses 1-22, a Psalm of David. Praise the Lord, I tell myself, with my whole heart I will praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, I tell myself, and never forget the good things He does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He ransoms me from death and surrounds me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed His character to Moses and His deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious. He is slow to get angry and full of unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He has not punished us for all our sins, nor does He deal with us as we deserve. For His unfailing love toward those who fear Him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our rebellious acts as far away from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to His children, tender and compassionate to those who fear Him for He understands how weak we are. He knows we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows, and we are gone, as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear Him. His salvation extends to the children's children, of those who are faithful to His covenant, of those who obey His commandments. The Lord has made the heavens His throne. From there He rules over everything. Praise the Lord, you angels of His, you mighty creatures who carry out His plans, listening for each of His commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve Him and do His will. Praise the Lord, everything He has created, everywhere in His kingdom. As for me... I, too, will praise the Lord. Proverbs 14, verses 17 through 19. Those who are short-tempered do foolish things, and schemers are hated. The simpleton is clothed with folly, but the wise person is crowned with knowledge. Evil people will bow before good people. The wicked will bow at the gates of the godly.